It's the Ultra Keeper Fantasy Football League, the podcast. With the commish, Nick Fondo, and four-time UFFL champion, Corey Duga. So what are the odds that you think, that they think we're going to put out a second episode? I think that the optimism was very low. The odds were very low. Very, very low. So this is episode two. So we're officially a podcast. We got on Apple and Spotify, which is more of a process than people think. But we're but we're on both of those platforms. And we have Twitter and we have Instagram. So, like, we have followers. about as official as it gets. We have followers. We have subscribers. Big this time. This podcast is going to the moon. All right. So let's. Let's talk about the first week of fantasy. You uh, you had the dreaded two of the, the highest scoring teams playing each other, the dreaded week that we all dread, the, the week that uh, sucks the most about fantasy football, the thing that uh, in any league you're in, you've experienced it at least one time where you would have beaten any other team in the league, but you played the one team. That would have beat you, and uh, and that's what happened to you this week in our league. Chris, uh, Chris took the W on you. Yeah, I didn't see that one coming at all. He, <laughs> none of us, nobody saw that coming. Man, Chris didn't even see that coming. No, um, and I remember messaging you during the last part of some of the games, the garbage time touchdowns. I loved them. Uh, also, the Aaron Jones had a touchdown that got called back. And even with that, it, I would have still lost by a point. Yeah, this was dreadful for me. I can't believe that. In the first week, the, the tone setter, the champion, gets defeated the first week. I, you know, I look at it as there was no preseason. You know, there's no preseason to get your team going. Everybody was rusty. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what else to say about that. The, the good news is we both picked me to win, so we both lost that prediction. Yeah, Chris picked up the win, 152.8 to 145.1. So not only did Chris beat you, but he's also the uh, the number one team in the league. He has the most points, and he is 1-0. Um, joining him at 1-0 was my team, uh, a, a low-scoring affair, 100 points, uh, 100.68 to 81. I beat Mike. So, uh, so yeah, safe to say, as, we sta- as I stated earlier, you would have beaten every team in the league besides the one you played. You would have beat mine too, but unfortunately you didn't get to play my team, and, and I'm 1-0 and you're 0-1. Yeah, CEH, man. I know that you were not too – I mean, you were high on him, but, man, looks like that's going to be – hopefully, I mean, I know one week is, is not a good, you know, test, but I, I think that in that offense, and, the, and yeah. that's going to be – that's pretty solid. And then, you know, Josh Allen – he had his ups and downs, but pulled out some points. So that was some pretty good, um, some pretty good performers on your team this week. He definitely looks like he's going to get the bulk of the carries. He definitely looks like he's going to be a big part of their offense. And, and like I said last week, I like him as a player. I just didn't like picking him that high. But hey, look, if it works out for me, I mean, that's great. Saquon Barkley looked like ass yep. on Monday night. I mean, he looked totally. Uh, Nothing like the running back that we saw in his rookie season. The Giants look dreadful, uh, and, and they're just bad. But I, I'll give you a name that uh, that's going to carry my team. And and I, and I was talking a lot of shit to most people because I have this guy in just about every league. I'm in six leagues. I, he's my quarterback in four of them. Uh, talking about Josh Allen. Man, he is just the, – the value that you get with Josh Allen because you get to pick him late. 
he's he's usually usually a lot of people are into their backups when Josh Allen is going. And actually, in one of my leagues, he is my backup. He's my backup. Kyler Murray's my starter. Josh Allen's my backup. But I ended up playing Josh Allen last week. I'm telling you, man, Josh Allen's the real deal. And let's not forget that you have a sleeping beast on your bench. Who would have ever thought that Aaron Rodgers would come out beast mode for on week one? That was pretty impressive. I know. I like it. I like having Aaron Rodgers there. I like. I, I'm not a big fan of backup quarterbacks, but when your backup quarterback is Aaron Rodgers, I'm fine with that. So, yeah, I, I like where my team is. They didn't score a whole lot of points. I had the lowest scoring team that won this week. So I'm uh, I'm ranked. I guess that put me ranked fifth in the league. But, hey, I picked up a W. So it, I'll take him anywhere I can get him. Saints defense had a big game. Man, the Saints defense looked good. Ugh. Yeah, pick six, another interception, pretty solid performance. Yeah, block kick, uh, all kind of good stuff. So, yeah, good win for me, good loss for you. (laughs) Aaron and Zane, Aaron Aaron dominated Zane. Uh, I think we both, did we both pick Zane? Yeah, we both picked that one wrong. So, let's talk about this game for a little while because I I, I see the Kyler Murray score. I see the 28.3. I like Kyler Murray. I know that you were kind of low on Kyler Murray. I'm iffy on Kyler Murray. Bit, but, man, he looked really good. Their offense looks really good. Hopkins looks really good. Chris this Carson. seems like it's going to be. Yeah, I, I didn't see that no. coming either. I was down on him too. But but, I, but I'm more interested to see what you think after just one week of Kyler Murray. Is your opinion changed? Like, I feel like that the one week and what we saw with the offense and how he connected with Hopkins and Hopkins having that career day, 14 catches or whatever he had. Like, I feel like Kyler Murray is here to stay. Yeah, I think so too. And I think that another player on his roster that's down for some increases in looks is Jared Cook. Jared Cook had a good game, but with the, with, you know, Michael Thomas being questionable um, for his return for the next few weeks, you know, he could be seeing some upticks. I agree. I'm looking. At, I'm looking at his team right now. I'm, I'm not seeing too much that I don't like. His receivers are a little bit weak, but but I think he's going to make a run in the playoffs. Looking at Zane's team, I, I just a complete mess. I don't even. I don't know if they're good. I don't know if they're bad. I don't know how to feel about any of these players. Yeah, I wouldn't be like seriously. I wouldn't be comfortable. I, I, I'm looking at these players and I'm like, I don't know what's going on. Carson Wentz at quarterback. Nick Chubb, Melvin Gordon, uh, DJ Moore, Michael Gallup, Odell Beckham. Like none of them are like. None of them are sticking out to me as good players. None of them, are, I'm, I'm think, I think they suck. Like it's just, it's a team that I would just, I would feel uneasy every single week if that was my team. Yeah, and your, the highest scoring player on your team was on your bench, and that was Jamison Crowder. So I would not be too comfortable in my team. Yeah, I like to, I like to have guys on my team that I can like count on, and and, and they might leave, me, they might let me down, but like I can count on Saquon Barkley. He let me down. I think, I feel like I'll be able to count on Clyde Edwards Hilaire. I'll be able to count on Josh Allen. You know, I can count on those guys to give me a certain amount of points. Now they might let me down. They might have a bad a bad game. But if I if I'm going in with this team, I'm like, I don't have anybody that I can count on. Like I can't count on Nick Chubb. I can't count on DJ Moore. Like those guys might have a good game. They might have a bad game. But there, there's nobody that I'm like, all right, I can bank on Saquon Barkley getting me 12 points right. you know, or something like that. So, that, I don't know. His team, it's it's a lot worse than I thought it was last week when I picked him to beat Aaron. Yeah. Next game is final scores and make you my bench. Yep. Uh, we all predicted make you my bench would lose. That's that's a really bad team. Uh, Eric loses Le'Veon Bell, and I'm sure if you're listening to this podcast and you're a member of the league, uh, you've received the trade request from Eric. Um, it's Tuesday when we're recording this after week one. And Eric's already trying to make trades, trying to trade picks, trying to get a guy to, to fill in for Le'Veon Bell, who I believe was only out for a few weeks. But 
we kind of talked about it before we started recording. It's just too early to to decide if we want to make a move or not. Yeah, it, this is a typical Eric move to contact someone and say, "Yeah, I'm I'm looking to get an early pick." And the early pick's like a fourth round pick. Like, dude, that's not an early pick. Uh, Eric Eric definitely values his picks and doesn't want to give up a lot. He's definitely kind of scrambling. He's got some running backs on his <laughs> on his bench that can hold them over, but he's kind of scrambling there. Patty Mahomes, man, he had a great performance. Devontae Adams had a great performance. Juju, he needs to be worried about that running back position because his depth is starting to go down. Sanders is going to have more touches. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to reveal. I'm not going to reveal the deal that we talked about. I'm not going to talk about, uh, you know, what what the details of our deal was. But I offered him a deal, and it was a very expensive deal. The, the player that he wanted from my team, um, I charged him a premium for it because of the timing. Right. It's after week one. It's it's before the waiver wire hits. I, I don't know. Am I a buyer or am a seller? I mean, I'm one and zero, but I scored a hundred points, so I I didn't score a whole lot of points. I'm one and zero. I, I don't know where my my team could be one and three in four weeks, and then maybe I'll be a seller. Like it, it's just too early to be making a move that could be detrimental to your team. And as you said, you know, give up that running back depth. I'm just not ready to do that. Yeah, and I I think that he's barking up the wrong tree going after the veterans of this league. Because um, yeah, you're right. We do put a premium on some players he's he's not going to get great value right now not not at all so i mean we'll see what happens I, i'm sure i'm sure he's gonna make a deal that's what i told him i said i said i think the price of the player that he wants from me is going to go down but I, I think just the way eric operates he's going to find somebody to make a deal with he's going to make a deal he's probably going to pr- play he's probably going to pay a little more for the player than he would a little bit later. If he waits a little while, the price on the guy that he wants for me is going to go down, but he's not going to wait. He's going to make something happen. Right. So uh, that's neither here nor there. Going to the last game of, of last week, uh, Chuck against Derek, low expectations against Mustache Ride. I think uh, we both picked Chuck, or you might have picked the opposite. You know, I, I picked, You picked Chuck. Yeah, I picked, I picked Chuck to win, and you picked Derek to win, and you gave me grief. Um, saying, "Well, we can't, you know, don't just pick, uh, you know, don't just pick against me just to do it." And I said, "No, looking at some of the matchups, I really do yeah. favor um, some of these matchups." And so I, I took a chance. And being right about these other teams, I don't want to be right. I want both of them to lose. But you know, I, I have to pick a winner. So yeah, somebody has to win these yeah. games. Uh, the best thing about Matt Ryan as a fantasy quarterback is that they, I mean, they got absolutely annihilated. They were. They didn't stand. They didn't have a chance to win the game at all at any point during the game Sunday when they played the Seahawks. And Matt Ryan throws for 450 yards, two touchdowns, gets 27.9 points. I mean, that's why he's so valuable as a fantasy quarterback because his team doesn't have to be competitive at all, and he's still going to get you points. Yeah, I got a garbage time touchdown from Ridley. Matt Ryan's a gunslinger. He likes to throw the ball. You're always going to get decent production out of him. So not a bad guy at the helm. Calvin Ridley, man, I told you. Calvin Ridley, he's gonna he's gonna break out and have a big year. Let's uh quickly, I want to touch on uh, Derek's team. Uh, of course, a player that's uh, near and dear to me and you and Derek as well as a Saints fan, uh, Michael Thomas, who is out for a couple weeks. Uh, he had a a really bad game. The Saints offense had a bad game altogether. I mean, they 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 couldn't really get anything going. Kamara had a nice game, but he didn't really look all that sharp either. Like the whole offense just looked bad. And I know Sean Payton put it on his shoulders and all that stuff. But now with Michael Thomas out, I know you kind of briefly talked about Jared Cook earlier, but is that where you think the ball's going to go? Maybe a little bit more of, of Taysom? Do you feel like 
Emmanuel Sanders maybe moves into that one spot. I mean, how, how do you think that affects everything? You know, there's some interesting players on the Saints roster. Benny Fowler recovered that fumbled on special teams. Maybe he slides in. Traquan Smith is another guy that yep. could easily pop into the lineup. But I, I think that the Saints have a lot of receivers that are that could easily go into that role. But Michael Thomas had five targets last week. I mean, that's not a Michael Thomas performance that we're used to seeing, especially from 2019. So I don't know. I think that the offense definitely showed a lot of rust. Seeing Drew Brees throw the ball over 40 yards was nice to Jared Cook. I I didn't think he can throw it that far. But yeah, I I don't know. I I think that there's a lot of um a lot of, of the ball to go around and I think you're right Taysom Hill. I mean, he had the first carry of the game if I'm not mistaken. You know, I I wouldn't I wouldn't mind seeing Troutman as a tight end that hopefully can get some get some playing time there. I think the Saints offense will be fine, but yeah, losing that production, that MVP style performance from Michael Thomas last year is definitely going to be a big hole in the offense. So the Saints offense is always explosive, always in fantasy. Lots of Saints players go, lots of Saints players are are picked up. Um, Any waiver wire guys that you're thinking about for the Saints, not to, not to show your hand, but you know, anybody that's not already on a team. I mean, Emmanuel Sanders is drafted. Kamara's drafted. Latavius Murray's drafted. Jared Cook's drafted. Like all, all the name, big name guys, like, do you go after a Traquan Smith? Do you maybe go after a Benny Fowler? I mean, if Emmanuel Sanders is valuable as a two, wouldn't Traquan Smith be valuable now that he's a two? I mean, it's weird to think about, you know, some of those deeper guys on the Saints roster, uh, uh, an explosive offense usually maybe uh, getting a call up. Yeah. One, one name to keep an eye on, uh, somebody that I'm not going after, but Deontay Harris showed some showed some life in the offense this past game. So I wouldn't be surprised with his speed and versatility to see a little bit more Deontay Harris, a little more gadget plays, uh, seeing the Saints get a little more tricky going forward. Yeah, he's the only player that didn't look like shit. Yeah. I mean, he's really like the only one that the only one that looked like he was a he had practiced and he was like ready for the game. So I, I was really excited to see um, him kind of show up. And I know that he had a good year last year. So I know this is not a Saints podcast. It's not a Saints podcast. It's not a Saints podcast. But it, it might I might turn into one. <laughs> we might we might have to sneak in a little. So let's quickly look at the standings. Um, at the top of the standings, Chris is one to know, 152 points. Aaron number two, and Aaron's team looks scary, man. It's a, it's a good team, 112.9. Eric at number three with 102. Low expectations. Uh, Chuck with 102, and then me with 100. All one to know. The top five team after one week. Uh, the 0 and one teams. Your team 0 and one, 145.1. Mm-mm-mm. Wow, man, that hurts. That hurts. I mean, as much as it, as much as it brings me joy to see that, it must hurt. It does it hurt. Just... That was brutal. You, it's it was hard to go against a so you're Josh ex- Jacobs and a a great Josh <laughs> Jacobs performance and a and a, a, a great Russell Wilson performance. You have those weeks. What can you say? So you're zero and one at one forty five. Derek's zero and one at eighty five. Uh, Dice 0-1 at 84, Mike 0-1 at 81, and Zane uh, bringing up the rear 0-1 with 69 points. Nice. So what do you do after a week like you had? 145 points. you got to feel good about that. It's only one week. Yep. You're 0-1, but you know you have the capability to score 145. The second uh, most points in the league scored, was uh, aside from yours, was uh, at 112. So you scored 33 points more than the team next closest to you. So even though you lost the game, you got to feel pretty good about your team. Yeah, we're not, you know, the the team isn't freaking out yet. There's no player-only meetings yet. 
but it is definitely a wake-up call. Um, the guys played hard. They fought to the last minute. They just couldn't. They just couldn't hold off. Great performance from from Russell Wilson and and Josh Jacobs. It's, you know, hats off to them. But we we will play them again, and the outcome will be different. That is that is correct. We'll play again, and hopefully, uh, hopefully you can turn it around. Because I'm pulling for you, buddy. I really am. It's, That's uh, sweet. Thank you. One of the things about this league that uh, you know, it's just the camaraderie that we have is is, is pulling for you to do good things. So I, I, it's, it's unfortunate that. It happened to you, but I have no doubt that you're going to bounce back. Um, Starting next week, we're going to try to bring on a guest. We're going to try to bring on one of the guys from the league, uh, and we're going to rotate the guests and try to bring people on. And then depending on where this podcast goes, you know, maybe we'll bring uh, people from our other leagues. Maybe we'll, you know, if if, if a guy from one of our other leagues wants to come in, maybe talk about that league, and then we can kind of mix it into this league. But that's the plan is to get every one of the guys on there – Eric will be invited. We're not sure he'll be able to uh, figure out how to make it happen, but he'll be invited. We'll try to get him on. Uh, he's over in North Carolina starting his new job, so uh, hopefully we'll be able to get him on. But, yeah, all the members of the league, we like to have on at least one one week so they can kind of you know say their piece, talk about their team, and, and get it all get, get their take on what's going on here. And it would be interesting because if you bring somebody in from one of your other leagues, it could be a – Kind of an interview for our the next player once Ryan Dice calls it quits after probably week three or four, maybe a a, a nice transition. <laughs> they see what the league's about, and it's like a, it'd be a really nice um, interview. So that's true. It's like the farm system. So we can bring somebody in that's a nice prospect and see if they're ready to go. See if they can handle it. That's true. I didn't think of that. I didn't think of that. So that's uh, definitely something to think about when we're interviewing people from from other leagues. So let's talk about our other leagues. You're in four leagues. I'm in six leagues. Uh, how'd you do in your other leagues? Not getting specific, but just what was your record? Anything that no, anything noteworthy happened? No, I I took a win in every single league except for except for the UFFL. Handled um, handled it really well. All my players performed well. I'm doing great. Win or no, everywhere except where it counts. <laughs> I went five and one in my six leagues. I needed nine points from Chris Boswell on Monday night, and I got eight points from Chris Boswell. And if you watch that game, you will remember that he doinked an extra point off the side, sure off the did. crossbar. So with that uh, with that extra point, I would have finished in a tie. And the way my leagues tiebreakers work, I'd have got I'd have got the win. Oh, okay. So instead, I uh, I lose by one point. So that's you know that's that's the breaks, man. Five and one. Uh, a missed extra point costs me a six and a week, and so uh, and so that that's not bad. Five and one. I, last year I was in six leagues, and I had exactly one week where I went six and zero. So I, I was sitting pretty in all my leagues except for that one. Needed nine from Chris Boswell, and and, and couldn't quite get the ninth point. So uh, it, it sucked because he he kicked a forty yard field goal on the first drive of the game, and I'm like, all right, we're in good shape. Like four points. In the first quarter, I need nine. Like, I'm in good shape. And then he misses the extra point, and it was all downhill from there. So, uh, anyway, yeah, week one, good, good, start to the, good start to the fantasy year. Yeah, week one is always the, the, the toughest week. It's the week that you don't know who to start. You don't know how offenses are going to go, especially guys on new teams. It's always the toughest week, and it's always the overreaction. I think I have the greatest overreactions in week one. And um, trying not to sell the farm to Eric in a desperation trade in week one. So, <laughs> All right, let's take a look at the waiver wire. Um, we are looking at 
the top running backs available. Malcolm Brown from the Rams, Adrian Peterson from the Lions, and is this a Zach Moss? It was Danger Zone that dropped Zach Moss to waivers early on Sunday morning, 6.01 a.m. He woke up to drop Zach Moss to pick up Boston Scott. Did he beat you? Yeah. Yeah. Top receivers available on waivers. Traquan Smith is the number one most available. Uh, according to this is how they do it with their projected points for the week would be like your highest uh, available. So your three that. highest available. Traquan Smith, uh, Paris Campbell, and Mike Williams from the Chargers um, are the top three. So uh, like we had said earlier, what do you think about picking up Traquan Smith or making a move on Traquan Smith? He's been so sketchy the last – this is his third season – you know, I have a hard time. I have a hard time trusting a, a Traquan Smith, especially with all the other weapons in the Saints' offense. But if you can pick him up and plug him in and have the the courage to do it, then all power to you. Top tight ends: Dallas Goddard for the Eagles, uh, Chris Herndon, and Janu Smith. Janu, yeah, da- Janu Smith. You know, you, you ever heard of that guy? I have heard of him. Let's talk about quarterbacks because we don't normally worry about quarterbacks too much. I'm pretty good at quarterback, but um, a couple of interesting guys are available. Uh, Ryan Tannehill, who didn't play well last night. Uh, I actually went to bed before his game ended, so I did too. Uh, I'm not really sure exa- exactly how he played, but I saw the first couple of quarters, and he looked kind of shaky. The Titans looked shaky altogether. I'm surprised they won that game. And then uh, and Mitch Trubisky who I remember I had him a couple years ago. I think the year that I had I made my run to the finals, I think he was my quarterback, and he was scoring a lot of points. It was between him and uh, – I uh, forget the, the quarterback I had, but it was, it was him and Breeze. It was Trubisky and Breeze. They were my two quarterbacks, and Trubisky was outscoring Breeze every single week, and I ended up starting him uh, in, in the Super Bowl that year. So – uh, what do you think about Trubisky? Uh, Tannehill, eh, he's whatever. But but Trubisky, man, he, he's he got potential to be a big scorer. What do you think about him? Uh, if you had seen the text messages of, I hate Trubisky, Trubisky sucks. And then at the end of the game, they're like, yeah. I love Trubisky. I love Trubisky. I'm like, it's I feel for I feel for the Bears fan because I remember being in that position and having that quarterback that's so hot and cold. But I, I don't know, man. I'm not sold on Trubisky yeah. as a – as a player, there's just a lot of question marks. And especially because he's throwing to my number one wide receiver. And my number one wide receiver supposedly wants out of Chicago. Oh, jeez. Of course he does. They just won a game. Why would he want to play for a team that's one enough? It's time for the UFFL Picks of the Week. All right, let's uh, let's move on to week two. Week one's in the books. It's uh, a successful week. We we've done everything that we needed to do for that one, and we are going to move on to week two. Now there is a marquee matchup at the top of the board. We'll save that one for last. We'll go on to the next game: White Russians, which is Mike taking on uh, Aaron Santini. One hundred dollar donation. Aaron is one and zero. Mike is 0-1, and Aaron looks like a .9 point favorite. They're projecting 101.8 to 100.9. Looking at the matchup, what do you see? Anything stands out to you? You know, I really need to see more out of Deshaun Watson. J.K. Dobbins had a great game. 
you know, I, I look at the white Russians and I look at, at $100 donations and, you know, if we're going to base this off of week one, the it's a I, I believe that hundred dollar donations is going to take a win this week. Uh, George Kittle is hurt ish. There's a chance that he may not play. So, yeah, I'm I'm liking the I'm liking the matchups for hundred dollar donations. I think this is a, a two a two and oh start for Aaron. I agree, man. I really like Aaron's team and I did it. I didn't like it all that much. Last week before we recorded and we were talking about the teams and breaking them down, but after that first week, I, I just I'm I'm really high on Kyler Murray. I think Ezekiel Elliott is about as consistent as it gets when it comes to running backs and 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 his receivers, you know, AJ Brown, Jarvis Landry, T.Y. Hilton. Uh, one of those guys is going to get you double digit points. Now you might not get double digit points from all of them, but you're going to get that 12, 15 point game from one of those guys. If the other ones can get you that six, seven, eight points. You get a good uh, a good trio there. So I, I really like his team. I think Jared Cook's going to take on a a big role with Michael Thomas being out. So I I think he's I think he's set, man. I I hate that I hate that I like his team so much because if this was my team, take Chris Carson out and put in like say Clyde Edwards Hilaire. If this was my team, I would feel really good about it. Yeah, I'm I'm not ready to concede a, um, the championship, but you know, could this be the year? That Aaron pops his UFFL cherry. We'll see. We will definitely see. I like I like the fact that he's never won it, but it would be kind of cool like if he did win it. Like I disagree. Uh, like when uh, when I think you're drunk. Who who was the team that when the Eagles the Eagles won a couple years ago? Like it was cool. Like the Eagles had never won. Blah blah blah. And then they finally won. It was kind of cool. I mean, I don't like the Eagles. I actually hate the Eagles. But it was kind of cool when the team that like been playing forever never won a Super Bowl and they finally get to win. Yeah, so, but their fans. I don't know. Are I mean, I don't want to. I, I want to. I can handle Aaron with a having that kind of clout. I don't think I can handle it. <laughs> yeah, that might be that might be scary. Let's move on to the next game. So we both we both picked Aaron to win this game. That's right. The second game is Eric against Chris. The final scores versus Danger Zone. It looks like uh, Danger Zone is a three and a half point favorite um looking at this this is the premier quarterback matchup of the week this is russell wilson against pat mahomes this is what uh tom brady and drew Brees was to the nfl last week it is it's it's our quarterback matchup it's russell wilson against pat mahomes in my opinion the top two quarterbacks uh in, in, in fantasy probably the top two quarterbacks in the nfl i know you like lamar jackson i'm not that high on him but Pat Mahomes and Russell Wilson doesn't get much better than that. Yeah, if I I'm looking at this team and Eric has a lot of question marks at his running back position with Connor potentially hurt, Gurley being your number one now. That's why he's really desperately trying to get a trade. He's got his quarterback and two good wide receivers, and is that enough? And looking over at Danger Zone, I'm I'm gonna have to to stick with Danger Zone on on this one, unfortunately. Yeah, I. I agree with you. I, I don't like the fact that we agree so much. I don't like the fact that we're picking the same teams. It almost seems like we're going chalk. Um, I, I, Pat Mahomes is definitely an X factor. I mean, he can he can score forty points and nobody would be surprised. And if he does that, I think Eric wins. If Pat Mahomes doesn't have one of those, you know, five touchdown, three hundred yard games that Pat Mahomes can have, I think Chris is going to win. So I'm, I'm picking Chris. I'm picking Danger Zone. Uh, I think that uh, that Chris is going to start out two and zero. Which I didn't see coming. I didn't no. see coming. I didn't see guy coming last week. No, me either. 
Next matchup, Zane against Chuck. What a boring – the two most boring individuals to possibly be in the league are playing each other in week two. Uh, the the zero personality bowl, if you will. Mm-hmm. Chuck uh, is a three-and-a-half-point underdog to Zane. And this game, uh, these two teams are about as exciting as their two owners. Not a whole lot to uh, talk about here. Carson Wentz against Matt Ryan, quarterbacks. The running backs are weak. The wide receivers are weak. What are what is this? Yeah, I don't know. What is I mean, what what am I looking at? I think you're looking at a pretty shitty matchup. We're trying to put lipstick on a pig at this point. So <laughs> I'm trying to figure out you know, I'm I'm looking at it. And I'll I'll let you pick first on this one because I picked first the last two. So I would like to see who you Like how pick. can these two how can these two guys look at this this roster and, and say, you know what, I'm having a good time. Like, both of these teams, like, I'm not saying that they're bad teams. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's boring. It, it, it's There's no excitement here. Like, there's no there's no guy that I'm looking forward to aside from maybe Travis Kelsey. Like, I like watching him play. Yeah. But otherwise, I mean, Jamison Crowder, Odell Beckham, he's mad, DK Metcalf. I mean, it's just the, the combined two rosters are just full of boring teams. Uh, I think I'm going to go with Chuck. Chuck won his game last week. I think I'm, I'm going to go with Chuck. To move to two and zero uh, and and start off his UFFL career on the right. Yeah, I I agree with you there. The only and the reason what tipped the scales is seeing. I didn't know this prior, but to see Zane take Jamison Crowder and put him in a starting lineup because that was his highest scoring player is now in a starting lineup, which means that he's obviously has no clue what he's doing. And I think I think just because Jamison Crowder, if Jamison Crowder was not in the lineup, I may go the other way. But yeah, not this week. <laughs> All right, so Zane, Zane on the on the hook for another L. Um, so this is a potentially interesting matchup next. Uh, Ryan Dice against Derek Dice, actually a two and a half point favorite in the game. I'm going. Uh, I'm, you know, I'm now. I know that we like Derek. We like Derek's team a lot, but now he doesn't have Michael Thomas, so it drops his team down a notch. Uh, Dice performed a little bit better than we thought he would last week, but uh, where do you stand on this I'm going to stick to my guns, like I said last week, that I'm going to pick Ryan Dice to lose every week, no matter what. It's a guaranteed loss, so I'm picking Derek this week, <laughs> regardless of Michael Thomas, his best yeah, receiver it's hard to, out. It's really hard to pick Dice's team. I don't think I'm going to do that. I'm going to I'm probably going to stick with Derek. I I think Derek is going to end up starting Ben Roethlisberger though. I don't think he's going to end up starting Dak. I I, I just feel I feel like Ben's going to have a really good year. I think Derek's going to do that, but he might start Dak. I don't know, but I didn't know Derek's uh, quarterbacks were Dak and Ben. So Oof, yeah. um I'd probably I I would I wouldn't mind starting Ben. I think Ben's going to have a little bounce back year. He and Juju are going to uh, are going to find their connection back and it's going to be a good year. So I think we both got Derek there. So are we we're, on the same games? All four? On the, yeah, which leaves the most important game of the week. The, the game of the week. Okay, so we're looking. I'm looking at it. It's a, You're an 11-point favorite. Hmm. Your team is 11 points. Now, now we, just, we just went through the whole slate of games, and there was like three and a half, two and a half. Some of them were less than a point. You're an 11-point favorite. That's, that's not good for me. I, I'm not, I don't feel too good about that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking at my roster and I'm pretty confident in a few players, but I have a couple of question marks. Uh not big on the Chicago defense. You know, Allen Robinson was a a pick. He was sitting there at number 10 for me to pick and I I I selected him. It was one of the best 
wide receivers on the on the board, and so was Calvin Ridley. And so, you know, looking at this roster, you know, I'm I'm pretty confident. Um, I've got I've got a good problem because I've got Aaron Jones and I got you know Mostert on my on my bench, and I'm I'm going back and forth between those two players. Um, but I'm not really seeing any any holes in in my team. But looking across the board and and seeing your team, it 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 definitely scares me. I I can't help but be confident in the eleven points. I remember talking to you about the um the the Cajuns game and I asked you if the Cajuns were going to cover the 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 twelve and I think it was eleven and a half point spread and you laughed at me, and and it went the other way. So yeah, I I, I think that even though I've got an eleven point lead, you never know any given Sunday. Yeah, I lost a lot of money on that Cajuns game, by the way. Uh, when the I went the other way, but uh, anyway, it was a good win. It was, it was a good win for the Cajuns program. So I, I mean, it was it was it was exciting. I watched it. I enjoyed it, but uh, I did lose some money on it. So sorry about that. Uh, whatever. That's not what this is about. Uh, this is about your so, roster. Uh, yeah. So I I don't like my receivers. I'm now falling out of love with them. Keenan Allen uh, is not the Keenan Allen from three years ago. He's the Keenan Allen of today. He doesn't have Phillip Rivers throwing to him. Um, looking down on my bench, I have Brandon Cooks and Nikhil Harry for wide receiver depth. So I am uh, I'm in not great shape uh, in receiver-wise. So I, I said last week that I'm going to pick myself to win every game. So I'm going to stick with that. I'm going to pick myself to win. But um, if this were not my team playing against your team, I would probably pick your team to beat me. But since I am not going to do that, I'm going to pick my team to win. Um, very low confidence this week. In, in winning this game, I, I think I think your team's uh, your team's better. Your team's better than my team. Okay, I'll give you that. It, it's got it's it's solid all around, and uh, I'm gonna need some uh, I'm gonna need some some big games for, from a lot of people right. to beat you. So uh, hopefully that happens. And now it's time for deep thoughts with Nick Fontenot. So I am concerned about Michael Thomas. I, uh, I I wanted him to sit out this week anyway against the Raiders. I felt like it was a really good game for him to sit out, and I feel like the Saints – I'm not saying that the, the, the Raiders are going to be an easy game. I don't think there's easy games in the NFL. So whoever the Saints play, like I'm nervous about the game – I think there's a possibility that they can lose the game. I'm never overly confident. I never go into a Saints game thinking, oh, we're going to beat the team that we're playing. So it's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying the Raiders would be an easy win. I'm just saying I feel like the Saints could still get the job done without Michael Thomas. So I wanted him to sit out anyway. Then the news came out that he's going to be out, quote, unquote, several weeks. And the word several is just giving me anxiety. I don't know what it means. Is it two weeks? Is it four weeks? Is it eight weeks? What the hell does several mean? How long is he going to be out? And these high ankle sprains, they can really linger uh, for not only the rest of the year, but it can linger for the rest of his career. And he's a major part of what we're planning to do. I'm, I'm glad we have a guy like Emmanuel Sanders to come in and fill in. But, you know, I'm worried about Michael Thomas. And if you have him on your fantasy team, I'm sure you're worried about him too. I know Derek has him. Derek is worried about him. Like, it just – it's just not what I need to happen. It's not how I want 
my 2020 to begin, my 2020 football season to begin. This year has been a complete and absolute shit show. And the one thing that I had going for me was that the Saints won. They didn't play well, but they won. That was the one thing that I had, that they won. They were going to fix all their problems. They were going to fix all their issues. Sean Payton wasn't going to be a dumbass anymore. He was going to call a good game. They were going to get it on track, and Michael Thomas was going to be a big part of it, and now he's out. So I am just a mess about it. I'm, I'm with you. I'm, I'm worried about, the, about Michael Thomas, uh, especially, I mean, you, 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 you can't replace the type of performance, especially he had last year. But with the offense, the way it looked, it, I didn't have a good feeling about the game. It felt sloppy. I, it, I, had a sick, I just felt sick to my stomach. I don't know how we, we won that game because of our defense, which is something that we don't get to say that often. I'm cautiously optimistic. Just let Michael Thomas sit in the corner, elevate his leg, wait on him hand and foot, do whatever you got to do to get him back. And when he, I want him to come back at a hundred percent. Like I don't, I don't need him. I don't need sixty percent Michael Thomas coming and playing a game against the Packers just because he wants to play. Uh, that that does me no good. I, I I'd rather I'd rather him sit out and hopefully we'll go. I don't know. Let's say if he sits out five games, hopefully we'll go four and two, three and three. He comes back 100%. The good news is when you look at the Saints' schedule, it, it favors him to be away because you've got the Raiders. The next game is a Sunday night football game against the Packers. That's going to be a, a tough game. We could definitely use him there. After that is the Lions, and then week five is the Chargers. We have a, a week six bye week, so that's good. We come back playing the Panthers. The next week is the Bears, and then you have the Buccaneers again. The Really, the one game that he needs to really come back for is the November 15th game against the 49ers. Well, anyway, that's it for week two. I, I don't have anything else after, uh, after this. It just, it, I, I feel uneasy about what the saints are doing, but uh, hopefully he, well, it's not a saints podcast, right? So we're, it's we're not a saints podcast. <laughs> Maybe we should change the name to this is not a saints podcast. Anything, anything else you have to add? Any, anything stand out to you in fantasy? Any, like just crazy performances like DeAndre Hopkins's game was really kind of insane but I mean we can kind of expect that from DeAndre Hopkins anything just kind of weird one thing that I I think stands out and I think it's a a hot topic is you have a lot of these teams that are playing home games in front of no crowd but I do think that crowd noise definitely is missing is that, that that component of having the crowd getting into it and i that's just weird to me i just feel that not many people are are, are into it this year yeah hopefully it starts feeling a little I, i'm with you on it feeling kind of weird it it's just it just feel it felt it feels just like 2020 feels as a whole just all of all around weird and lots yeah, of sucks. Uh, odd stuff going on and uh, the oddest thing about 2020 is that uh we just finished up the second episode of the UFFL podcast, so it's uh, next week we'll have a guest. Uh, we'll see. We'll see who wants to be our guest. Uh, our guest next week. We'll figure it out. We'll get you guys on. We record on Tuesdays. We drop it on Thursdays. Uh, this is the UFFL podcast. Peace. Boom. You've been listening to UFFL the podcast. Now available on Apple and Spotify. Also, be sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at UFFL Podcast.